Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Ellingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research which has found that marsh plants grow shorter, denser stems under high levels of carbon dioxide, which can actually help them resist sea level rise. Choking on the excessive vapours of our abandoned debauchery, your stunted shoots flail awkwardly in artificial chambers of soil and sedge. Your weathered hands fly too close to the sun, goaded by an elevated fixation that cannot support the consequence of its ambition. Meanwhile, beneath a moistened carpet of shrunken bodies, Dense conclaves begin to coalesce, conspiring in ancient homey tones, gnarled tendrils begin to excavate this hidden landscape, replicating their architecture with flawless precision, huddled together like sailors in a sinking ship, your writhing roots build unbreakable bonds, a dense network of bailing limbs that claw desperately for breath, Earthy embankments rising like dirty beacons against the nearing, ever-rising tides. This poem is inspired by research published in Nature Climate Change, which has found that marsh plants grow shorter, denser stems under higher levels of carbon dioxide, which can actually help them resist sea level rise. Wetlands provide some of nature's most valuable ecosystem services. They improve water quality, serve as nurseries and habitat for wildlife, mitigate storm and hurricane damage, and even remove carbon from the atmosphere. However, with rising temperatures and sea levels, it is necessary to monitor what will happen to these wetlands because of global climate change. The Global Change Research Wetland is dedicated to unravelling the complex ecological processes that confer stability on wetlands as they respond to global environmental change. Located at the Smithsonian Environmental Research Centre in Edgewater, Maryland, this 70-hectare marsh is home to several long-term experiments designed to predict what the future holds for coastal wetland ecosystems. The average atmospheric carbon dioxide concentration has increased from 280 parts per million to over 400 parts per million since the Industrial Revolution and is projected to exceed 900 parts per million over twice what it is currently by the end of this century. In order to predict what effect this will have on a variety of plants, researchers at the Global Change Research Wetland have been artificially raising carbon dioxide in a controlled environment for more than 30 years, tracking how marsh plants grow in a world where atmospheric carbon dioxide matches levels that we could well see by the year 2100. In these high carbon dioxide environments, the biomass of marsh plants was observed by researchers to increase by 20%.
However, despite this increase in overall bulk, the individual stems of the marsh plants were actually found to have shrunk in size by around 16%. Now this shrinking occurs because there's not enough nitrogen for each of the plants to grow individually, meaning that the increased carbon dioxide instead causes the plants to spread their roots farther below ground, attempting to draw more nitrogen from the soil to enable them to grow even more. Most marsh plants are also clonal, which means that they reproduce by making exact copies of themselves. So they naturally send up more stems above ground as their roots spread, thereby resulting in a larger number of smaller plants rather than a smaller number of bigger ones. Now this dense network of roots actually enables the marsh to build more soil and protect it from erosion. In turn, this additional soil causes the entire marsh to be elevated, therefore giving it a better chance of outpacing the rising sea levels that will accompany continued global warming. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Choking on the excessive vapours of our abandoned debauchery, your stunted shoots flail awkwardly in artificial chambers of soil and sedge. Your weathered hands fly too close to the sun. Goaded by an elevated fixation that cannot support the consequence of its ambition. Meanwhile, beneath a moistened carpet of shrunken bodies, dense conclaves begin to coalesce, conspiring in ancient, homey tones. Gnarled tendrils begin to excavate this hidden landscape, replicating their architecture with flawless precision. Huddled together like sailors in a sinking ship, your writhing roots build unbreakable bonds, a dense network of bailing limbs that claw desperately for breath, earthy embankments rising like dirty beacons against the nearing, ever-rising tides. section of the podcast I like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode I'll be reading Marshlands by Emily Pauline Johnson. Emily Pauline Johnson was born in 1862 on Six Nation Indian Reserve near Brantford in what is now Ontario, Canada. The daughter of a Mohawk chief and an English mother, Johnson began publishing poetry in her teens. She was educated mainly at home, studying both English literature and Mohawk oral history and legend. She toured Canada, England and the United States, giving poetry recitals and later settling in Vancouver, where she wrote poetry based on the landscape and native legends and beliefs. She died in Vancouver in 1913. Marshlands by Emily Pauline Johnson A thin wet sky that yellows at the rim and meets with sun-lost lip the marsh's brim. The pools low-lying, dank with moss and mould, glint through their mildews like large cups of gold. Among the wild rice in the still lagoon, in monotone the lizard shrills his tune. The wild goose, horning, seeks a sheltering, 
where rushes grow and oozing lichens cling. Late cranes with heavy wing and lazy flight sail up the silence with the nearing night, and like a spirit swathed in some soft veil steals twilight and its shadows o'er the swale. Hushed lie the sedges and the vapours creep, thick, grey and humid, while the marshes sleep. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study in this episode or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.